0: Well, I'll tell you one thing, that if they say this is never going to happen, they're right. Because, you know, that's a big um, factor in what happens is the way you believe and the way you, you know, think about things. So if you say this is never going to happen, then it's not going to happen.
1: This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss the importance of keeping your marriage strong during the school year. There are some very simple things you can do. Stay tuned. We all live busy, busy lives, and finding time to reconnect can be a big pain. Which is why we created the Hitched Wine Club, the only wine club for couples. What does that mean? That means not only do you get amazing wine delivered to your door or office, but you also get exclusive date ideas within each shipment. There are no membership fees, we offer 100% guarantee on every bottle we have free shipping on all of the wine club levels and we have different levels for different price points and we work with more than 300 different wine clubs so it's almost like you join 300 for the price of one and many of these wines you can't get anywhere else other than the winery or their exclusive wine club. So go to hitchmag.com, click the wine club link, and see how we can give you back just a little small piece of time to reconnect and hopefully inspire you to do more. Again, that's hitchmag.com. Click the wine club link on the homepage to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, Make It Last, She has her own radio show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship, and today Karen is joining us to talk about back to school and how to keep your marriage in balance. Um, School's back, and and, uh, parents are adjusting to the new schedule, and – I realize this is like a hectic time and, and there's still some feeling out about what the schedule's going to be because you know kids have different periods of classes and after-school activities and homework and all sorts of stuff that goes into this equation. Um, so I just wanted to throw it out there to get this thing going. What can parents do to balance their personal needs, understanding that they can't let their relationship with their spouse go to the wayside?
0: Well, I think the first thing, um, and I'm sure that we'll talk about this more as we go on as far as mindset and everything, but I think the first thing we have to realize is that it is going to be an adjustment. Um, You know, you're coming off of summer and relaxing and vacations and and just basically not having a frenzied schedule. So this is a stressful period and there's going to be adjustment to not only uh, lots of more structured schedule, but different demands of homework, different kinds of teachers, uh, you know, the kids getting accustomed to the teachers. Um, you know, it, it's just a period of adjustment and a period of stress. And I think that if parents go into this with an attitude of, okay, for the next couple of weeks, it is going to be stressful, we sort of have to expect that and go with the flow. Um, that they will be able to roll with it a lot better as opposed to just thinking that everything's going to be fine um, and, you know, you know, we shouldn't... Uh, in other words, expect more the abnormal. Okay. And then if it goes well, then, you know, great. But, you know, know that there are going to be bumps and hiccups along the way because I think if you do that and you sort of uh, work together for okay, this is a time where we're going to sort of have to make this our priority and um, deal with the different uh, bumps that come up. We're going to do this much better.
1: Okay. And so the the initial like back to school phase, is -hmm. it more of like a feeling out period, just trying to get an understanding of what the schedule is going to look like?
0: I think it's, an understanding of what the schedule is going to look like, but there's also um, there's also going to be different factors. You know, you don't know um, what the personalities of the teachers are going to be like, mm-hmm. what kind of demands they're going to be placing on the children as far as homework. Um, you don't know necessarily what the demands of the coaches on the different uh, teams are going to be like. Um, So it's more than just the literal schedule. It's also the dynamics. Uh, So, you know, there's going to be, you know, the way that the children adjust to all of that, Uh, even the makeup of the class, you know, who's in their class, who's not in their class. Uh, It depends on what year the child is going into. Uh, Middle years um, are particularly difficult because there's a lot of cliques that form. Mm -hmm. So there may be some of those issues that are going to come into play.
1: Um, Yeah, so you're talking like the kid comes home where before when they were in elementary school, maybe not a lot of time needed to be spent on uh, interpersonal dynamics. Right. But when you get into middle school and the older – uh, all of a sudden you're going to be, be their therapist around the kitchen table
0: correct correct so you know what i'm saying is do anticipate that there is possibly going to be a lot of pieces of the puzzle that have yet to be working like a well greased machine
1: okay um and in most cases i think Uh, I realize that some people have even busier schedules in the summertime, but in most cases, the schedules for kids get more packed during the school Mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Uh, How can uh, you as a family balance or create more family time during the school year?
0: Well, I think that that's a mindset. There are some parents who have the attitude that I want to be able to expose my children to as much as possible, because then they can make choices about what they like and they don't like. Or there are some parents who have the mindset that um, whatever my child wants to do, I want them to be able to do. And so therefore, that schedule is going to look a lot more packed than other children. There are some families who take the attitude of, look, pick two activities and that's it. You know, downtime is important or... Uh, relaxing time is important, and so obviously their schedules are going to be, you know, less hectic. Um, If you are of the mindset of the first examples I gave, then you have to realize that there's a consequence for that, which is that things are going to be a little bit more hectic. So you cannot, as with anything in life, make choices and not consider what the consequences are. Um, So as you make your choices, know who you are as a family. You know, if you're the kind of family that can manage that kind of stress, then fine. But if you're the kind of family that really, you know, prefers to move at a slower pace, and you know, does want to build in more time for just being around, you know, and and having downtime with each other, then don't pack the schedule up.
1: Mm-hmm. I would also think that uh, understanding what your Outside mitigating factors have going on would also play a role in this, too. That I don't think it's talked a lot about because, as we've talked in the past um your own personal family nucleus is affected by a lot of other things you have outside family members maybe you mm-hmm. have a parent who's sick who you're taking care of or you know what i mean like there are all sorts of things you know maybe there's a new job that you or your spouse has started as well which you are going to be needing to put in a little bit more time uh to get yourself acclimated um so there are those other things as well that i think might play a role in this but uh, I think
0: that that's a very good point Steve and I think that it's very important that you consider those other factors as well Mm
1: -hmm. and so really the mindset is what you're saying just just it's almost like so many of these things that we talk about where just having the awareness just being cognizant of the choices that you're making um, is like half the battle because if you are um, doing things deliberately and thoughtfully even if it's not what you want, you have at least a better understanding with it and that mm-hmm. alone can help eliminate a lot of the anxiety that you yes. might feel mm-hmm. going day in and day out. Yes. Um, now… W- You know, a lot of families have more than one child, which makes it even more difficult. Um, And so, you might have one parent shuttling a kid to one thing and another parent shuttling a kid to another thing, uh, or picking up the kid from work when they're on their way home because friends took somebody somewhere. Uh, And so, you are passing each other. um, You know, passing ships
0: in the night. That's right. You
1: are passing ships in the night. Uh, So, how can couples reconnect at the end of the day uh, when they get home and they are just exhausted they they would love to reconnect i mean i'm you know you married this person cuz you love them and you like hanging out with them but at the end of the day after doing all you know working a full time job taking your kids to their things driving around town driving to and from work you're pooped so how can couples reconnect when they're pooped
0: <laughs> well i mean you know there's the fantasy and then there's the reality I'd love to say well you know you sit down for 10 minutes with each other and you just sort of you know have that time with each other but I have to be realistic Mm -hmm. you know because the day doesn't necessarily end just because you've gotten everybody back into the house Mm -hmm. now you've got you know homework and you've got uh, bath time and you know all sorts of other things going on so the day is still continuing So probably during the week, you're not going to be able to really do a lot of reconnecting. Uh, You might have to settle for, um, you know, sort of like smiling at each other across the room and making a little joke about I remember you or I can't wait for the weekend or, you know, for our date night or something like that so that you're at least acknowledging each other um, and staying connected in very little but significant gestures, even a text during the day saying, you know, thought about you today. You may not be able to do some um, significant reconnecting in the midst of all this chaos that's going on.
1: So, it really sounds like stealing small moments when you can Mm -hmm. and using, as we've talked about in the past, to the both pluses and minuses, using technology to your advantage when possible, uh, to, to stay connected. And then one of the other things that you mentioned, uh, that we know through a a lot, a lot of research is, um, the importance of anticipation.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And as you mentioned, uh, just talking about, I can't wait to hang out with you this weekend, or I can't wait to do this this weekend. Um, you know, whether or not you have time to do a date night like a, a a, a, re, a I don't want to call it a real date night like but a going out spending hours or an hour or whatever you know we've talked about doing 20 minute date nights 10 minute getaways whatever yes um, so you know but knowing that you are going to have that one on one time um so i i guess to move forward with this how important is it to carve out whether it's an hour to do something to go out to dinner or 10 minutes that you have in between all the chaos on the weekend? It's essential.
0: It's absolutely essential because you don't want to lose each other in the process of all of this and you know one of the things that you can do is you know so here we're talking about go to the soccer meeting and go to back to school night and you know there's a dance class and you know all all the other activities that are going on and obviously you have put that into whatever form that you put your calendar in Well, plug in the time that you're going to spend with each other also and honor that just as much as you do these other meetings because it is as significant, if not more significant. Um, and as you said, it does not have to be, you know, where you're spending hours and hours, but it does have to be quality that you're spending with each other. So there's not only the anticipation, but I'm thinking that as you start this, um, you know, time frame out, If you acknowledge to each other, okay, we are making a decision that this is something that we want to do for our children, but the consequence is it means that we will have less time to connect. And so what we will do instead are these little gestures along the way Mm -hmm. so we don't forget each other and then make sure that we honor our 15, 20 minutes on whatever time we decide we're going to do that. Um, You know, and, but again, having the plan for it and then trying to really follow through on it so so that it doesn't feel, if I may, just a moment, it doesn't feel like, oh, you know, you're forgetting about me. It was a decision that you made. And so as you pass each other and you blow a kiss, you know, it becomes part of what you decided to do as you took on this entire um, protocol.
1: Yeah. Okay. Because you mentioned uh, something that I I want a little bit more clarification on. Okay. So you mentioned that couples need to make sure that it is quality time. Yes. And so when I heard that, one of the first things that popped into my head was it needs to be deliberate and – I wanted to hear your thoughts on what quality time means.
0: Okay. For me, quality time in this particular scenario means that it is about the two of you. You are not using this time to discuss. Oh, Johnny had a math test and, you know, he didn't do as well, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, the bill has to be paid to the gas company and we're a little short this month. You are spending the time with each other. Now, I think that it may be a helpful tool to schedule it only because that way you've scheduled it and it takes priority. But if it happens where all of a sudden Everybody got caught up in a baseball game on TV, and you find that you can steal 15 minutes by yourself, go for it. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's not on the calendar, but you find you've got the time, go ahead, go for it. But to me, the quality means that it is about the two of you, okay, not about problems.
1: So it's almost like when you're putting together that family calendar and you're putting in, okay, so and so has a recital, so-and-so has a baseball game, so-and-so has, you know, this project due, you mm-hmm. put in on that calendar, uh, reconnect, you know, m- yeah. mom, and, mom and dad time or whatever you right. want to do, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think one of the thing, it well, two things. Before I forget, I was just speaking with somebody who has a pretty high-profile job and is packed, mm-hmm. like from start to finish, seven days a week. Uh, they're never... They're they're always on in some capacity and they're really ambitious so they're doing more than one thing, right? And they told me that they schedule everything, including their downtime at night, where they mm-hmm. go into their bedroom and read. They're like mm-hmm. I, like I put I have it in my schedule that this is when I put my pajamas on and go and read because that mm-hmm. I need to schedule my downtime otherwise I won't right. have any downtime. That's correct. And I thought that was so smart uh, to your yeah. to your whole point to the whole point you're trying to make here. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out is, again, this gets back to the mentality that you're on the same team uh, because a lot of times. When couples are running around and doing all these things, they start getting stressed. And as we have talked about in the past, one of the things that is common is when couples are stressed, they take out their stress on those closest to them, which is their spouse. So I want to highlight again to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one of the other things, and I believe we've talked about this in the past, is talking about scheduling all this time and reconnecting and everything else, but scheduling sex as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to bring up something we've discussed before, but I think it's appropriate to mention it again, mm-hmm. that it might be like, are you kidding me? You have to schedule sex. But remember, I had interviewed or spoken to somebody a while ago, and she said, when you were dating, you technically scheduled sex because you knew, okay, I'm, I have a date with somebody on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to go for dinner, and then we're going to have sex. So, you were technically scheduling sex then also.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking of that too. And, you know, in couples, whether or not they know it, they already have some of that stuff built in, whether it's like their anniversary weekend or whatever. Some couples already have that kind of a thing built into their schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would recommend just extending it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Particularly if you know that or you're just not satisfied with the current uh, state of things and you want to expand it right right put it put it on the cat maybe not the calendar for the family but you put it on <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you couldn't use a code
0: us time you sure, know sure yeah yeah
1: you know and and you know we've talked in the past not that the you know the whole family needs to be in on it but you know a family sh- there's it's actually positive for a family to understand that uh you know, ongoing intimacy is a healthy thing within a relationship and for happy couples. Yes. Uh, you know, and you know, there are some old podcasts that we have done way back in the day where, um, you know, we've had stories of the parents telling their kids like, look, it's our time. See ya. Or we're going to put the hat on the door kind of a thing. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) don't knock, keep Uh yourselves occupied. Anywho. Um, a lot of people are going to listen to this episode and they're going to think, this sounds good. I really like all this stuff, but it is never going to happen. Not practical. Um, how? What? Like, Is there anything that you can say or any ideas or tips or anything you have to offer that might shift their mentality to really drive home the point that this is important? It's not just this is a good idea, but it's – essential to use your words earlier and critical for them to actually execute on staying reconnected
0: well i'll tell you one thing that if they say this is never going to happen they're right because you know that's a big um factor in what happens is the way you believe and the way you you know think about things Mm -hmm. so if you say this is never going to happen then it's not going to happen if you change your thinking and saying well this is challenging but we can work on this and get it going then you have the possibility of that happening um it is challenging Uh you know uh When you are raising children and there are lots of things that happen aside from life in general, uh, it is challenging and nobody's saying you're going to get it right or perfect, but unless you try to stay on top of it, then there is no possibility at all. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the best ways to make it happen is to choose to say we're going to work at it and if it doesn't happen the first week or the second week then you try it the third week and if it happens that your quality time is not a half hour even if it's five minutes the first time well great that was five minutes and maybe next week it'll be 10 minutes so again I think so much of how this can be implemented will depend on your decision to implement it
1: Mm -hmm. and my guess is when you find that five minutes and you're like, oh, five minutes, I was pretty good. You will feel good about it. Absolutely. And and you'll think like, oh, crap, we did it. We pulled it off. We got, we squeezed in five minutes. And then, you know, as you get into that groove of the schedule, you'll probably, you'll be more efficient. I mean, it just happens. Right. Um, You'll find 10 minutes. And then who knows, by the end of the school year, you might be going out on real dates. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) uh well this was excellent karen uh did you have any parting thoughts actually i have a parting thought i would like to throw out there okay
0: well then i'll ask you steve do you have any parting
1: thoughts i do (laughs) one of the things that we know is that divorce rates spike during uh the initial empty nest years Mm -hmm. when the kids move out and the reason Mm -hmm. that happens is because Parents have been those ships passing in the night and they have not reconnected. And when the kids move out, they look at each other and they think, who the hell are you? Right. Right. And this is why this is so important because before you know it, 18 years have passed and you haven't really gone on a date together in 18 years or you haven't really had a meaningful conversation you don't know what the other's reading you don't know what the other's watching you don't know where their ambitions or passions are Mm-hmm. and all you really are at that point are parents and not a couple yes and we need like that's why this is important we are trying to help you stay a couple because when the empty nest comes that's gives you lots of times to reconnect and and fulfill all those dreams and fantasies you had when you first got married like that's what a lot of people dream about when we finally find our you know vacate retirement home or you know we these things that i want to do this is the time and you can't get there unless you stay connected throughout the process
0: right right good last point (laughs) well thank you thank you
1: so with that Uh, I want to thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. So thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. You can get more information about Karen from Karen at her website, drkarensherman.com. As I mentioned at the top, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She has her own show on the Sex Talk Radio Network called Take 5 to Empower Your Relationship. And in just five minutes, Karen will present a real relationship issue, tell you what's behind it, and how to resolve it. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. The co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find her on the social platforms. You can find us. On uh, all the big social platforms. Um, Speaking of reconnecting, I will plug it again. We have a cool wine club with date ideas in each shipment. So, the whole idea behind this wine club is to help you reconnect. We deliver it to your doorstep or to your office, whichever is preferred, Uh, and you will get a couple bottles of wine that we hope is a reminder to sit down, reconnect, and those fleeting moments that you have in your busy schedule. And after a long day, who couldn't use a delicious glass of wine? So with that being said, one last time, thank you so much, Karen.
0: Thank you, Steve. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Take care, everybody.